good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you are welcome to another episode from tales from the script today we're just gonna do some um, free thinking free willing uh, gossiping culminating in a bedtime story so I was thinking about conspiracy theories since there's so many going around recently and I was thinking about you know all the all the theories that I had about stories in the past and I thought I'd share some of them with you let's go let's go really really let's let's, let's throw it back like around 12 years right when uh, Brad Pitt left his wife for Angelina Jolie, remember when that happened? And 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 then they they went to Namibia to have a child. And uh, I, I guess people were not like what are they called? Gossip mugs or gossip mongers were not too bothered about why. Why they, why did they go to Namibia? I mean they could have had their baby anywhere. Why would you go to Namibia in the middle of the desert to have a baby? Some people said, Oh, you know, media frenzy, whatnot. But I don't think that's it. Or I rather it that's it, but not for the reason. I think the reason that they went was because the baby was born a lot earlier that uh, they were willing to admit meaning that the baby was conceived a lot earlier than they were willing to admit as in probably when Brad was still very much married and probably Jennifer didn't know shit so um I see a lot of people they, they, they pit Jennifer against Angelina and Brad just gets away scot free and yet he is the one who's a struggle, you know? He's he's ruined um he ruined thirteen years of Jennifer's life with her his whole like oh no poor her oh she, she she's so unlucky in love and oh my god she's so tragic so he ruined her life and then um i don't know him and angelina are just like the same and then but he also ruined the lives of his children i mean if basically you you can reach the point of you do not want to speak to your father and i know i know struggle fathers and you know their kids still speak to them by the time it reaches a point your kid doesn't want to speak to you you know that you have caused some major damage so this guy just goes around causing damage but because he knows how to make some good jokes and he he's also like uh, he produces uh, movies which are woke quote unquote and we all have to like him 
so personally i do not like or dislike him but i just dislike the situation i dislike the fact that his mistakes are are put on on the women who are his victims right so this shouldn't be angelina versus jennifer it should be wow brad pitt is kind of a jerk you know what i'm saying because maybe people say angelina is a, a marriage wrecker but she was not the one who was married to jennifer it was brad and we just we love we love we love to take responsibility away from men you know we, we do not want them to feel even a tiny tiny bit of responsibility they're just supposed to be like you know it's, it's not my fault I'm, I'm just a man in this equation i'm just like whatever you know it's annoying i don't like it and i don't subscribe to that notion and i see it a lot i see it a lot you know it's always the woman's fault if if Dwayne wade's child wants to become a trans woman it's gabrielle union's fault you know she's the one who i don't know what she's supposed to have done to cause that but it's her fault you know and it's just so it's so annoying it's so annoying oh so anyway yeah can we can we let men take responsibility for their own shit please and stop blaming the nearest woman in his life okay because everyone's an adult and everyone can own their shit is my point so that's one theory um another theory i wanted to talk about was uh, the whole jensen ackles jared padalecki genevieve padalecki daniel harris ackles situation right so for years like for years i mean the fandom has been uh, writing fanfic equally sam and dean fanfic and jared and jensen fanfic are like interchangeable by now but it's just been like fanfic right i mean then of course you have like a few people who who believe that the fanfic is actually not fanfic it's actually real now i wasn't like a hundred percent one of those people i mean i could see that wow these people are jensen and jared are so close they're really like close you know like would i move towns would i move from one town to another to just be close to my friend i don't know i just that's that that, that that's a hard one you know i i wouldn't do it but just because i wouldn't do it doesn't mean that it, it it can't be done right but you know that's that's above and beyond what most people would do and you know that just constantly photographed everywhere and just one thing that i notice even now is jared's smile jared's smile when he's with his kids and when he's with jensen is very very genuine but not so much when he is pictured with his wife i don't know if it's because 
she has a lot of uh, do it for the gram pics you know and doing it for the gram might feel a little self-conscious so maybe that's why but even the fact that she has to do it for the gram is a little weird anyway so then um jared did this interview with jimmy kimmel and he was explaining about how how you know they live it they, they work together and they live together in the same state i mean the same neighborhood and jimmy said something it was kind of like implying oh you, know, you guys are kind of like living in a commune sort of situation and i think that like after that just shortly after that then the pictures of them disappeared from from the world like you didn't get social media pics you didn't get people uh finding them in like shops or 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 ski slopes and taking photos of them together like there's hardly any photo of jared and jensen in the wild since that time and it's kind of like you know um if is there are two things you can conclude that suddenly they are absolutely not hanging out at all or they are taking care to not be photographed together right so and then you have to ask yourself why why would they just take so much care not to be photographed together like okay maybe maybe the stories are becoming too many maybe it's too much maybe they don't they want people to stop talking about them as as if they are a couple right and one way to do that is to stop photographs of you of the two of you hanging out together but just that whole effort is just like hmm, now i'm wondering if you know if there's any truth the whole j2 are more than friends thing right <sighs> but uh, anyway either way it's really none of my business is it but it's it's nice to speculate because there's just so few good things going on in the world and and i think it, it would be a good thing if they love each other like that it's a good thing it's a good thing love is always a good thing and i'm sure that they, they, they have that handled uh what else uh did i want to speak about i can't remember i can't remember any other conspiracy theories that i wanted to speak about but i wanted to not go into 40 minutes today like the session with chris did because we're not doing that we're not doing that okay so I'm going to go into phase two of my um, session where we are going to read from Erase and Rewind after a word from the sponsors. So we're reading Erase and Rewind by Anne-Marie Musawale, available in ebook form on all uh retailers so chapter one menses her period was getting embarrassing 
This was her third week leading and the flow didn't seem to be abating even a little bit. If anything, it was getting worse. She was seeing double and she couldn't quite walk in a straight line. She couldn't tell anyone though. Her father would run screaming from the room if she tried to talk menstruation with him and her brother might drive her to the hospital in a panic. This was one of those awkward times when she wished her mother had asked her to come along when she walked out on all of them seven years ago. Well, she hadn't, so Rosemary would just have to handle this the best way she could. She excused herself from class to go and see the nurse, hoping she'd be able to get there considering her vision was blurry. This was a good time to have a best friend she could call on. Unfortunately, her best friend was also her panicky brother. So she was back to square one. She walked slowly, arm trailing against the wall to the nurse's office. Nurse Sylvester was always very concerned. Her eyes went squinty and she'd lean forward to listen intently when someone was confiding their problems to her. It was as if she was trying to compensate for all the neglectful parents who abandoned their kids to her care. Rosemary didn't buy it though. She knew for a fact that it was Nurse Sylvester who'd spread the rumor that Angie Lemon had gonorrhea. But she was Rosemary's only shot, so needs must. She arrived at the door of the nurse's office and found it closed. She knocked tentatively and opened the door to see Nurse Sylvester moving swiftly away from the table where Mr. Maxwell stood stock still, looking like a deer caught in the headlights. Um, Rosemary started. Should I come back? No, no, Nurse Sylvester said. Come right in. How can I help you? Rosemary glanced at Mr. Maxwell, wondering if she was supposed to expose her issues in front of him. I'll uh, just leave, he muttered, showing past her with one hand shielding his crotch. Not that Rosemary didn't know what was going on there. And that's the end of that section for today. Tune in next time for the next bit from Erase and Rewind. Have a good morning, evening, afternoon, day, night. Mwah.